Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Whoa, what a special Arab Shabbos this is. Arab Shabbos, Shabbos Hagadol. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Mitzora. Parshas Mitzora contains 11 positive mitzvos according to the Chinuch. You have the purification of the Mitzora. You have the mitzvah of Tvila the mikvah, that the mikvah is metahir, not all tuma. We know that for tumas mace, for coming in contact or being under the roof of the deceased, one needs the para aduma. And you have at the end of Parshas Mitzora the laws of Nida, Zava, what is known as the laws of family purity, which has maintained Kedusha and sanctity in the Jewish home throughout the millennium. Let's first pause and discuss why this Shabbos is called Shabbos Hagodol, the Great Shabbos. So the first answer is that the Haftorah, that we read on this Shabbos, coming from the third chapter of Malachi, who had the distinction of being the last prophet. Now just know, put yourself in his sandals, and keep in mind, you know you are the last prophet until, please God, Eliyohanavi will come. What is the main message that you want to impart to the Jewish people, right? You want to basically tell them, as he does, to keep the faith. And he does so by saying, and not just ensuring, but promising. And he promises in the name of Hashem, of Hineonochi Sholeach Lochem Es Eliyohanovi, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu promises that he will send Eliyahu Anavi Lifnei Bo Yom Hashem HaGodol Vahanora before the great and awesome day the, before Moshiach comes there will be Eliyahu Anavi to herald and announce the coming of Moshiach so the first reason ostensibly is to connect and remind us that as we will be sitting down next Friday night to commemorate that which happened in the past, namely that there was Yitzias Mitzrayim, so too the rabbis teach us Benisan Nigalu, in Nisan we were redeemed, and Benisan in the future we will be redeemed again. What does he say? Just two psukim prior to this. Zichru Toras Moshe Avdi. Remember, what is going to maintain the Jewish people throughout their long, bitter exile? And there's only one answer. Toras Moshe Avdi. By keeping to his Torah, by by acting out how we are 
special and privileged that regardless where we are and under what circumstances we cling tenaciously to the Torah, this is going to ensure our survival until, please God, achris hayomim, till the end of days. So it's the Haftorah. And then the rabbis tell us that there were the miracles that occurred on this day. The first one being that, if you remember everybody, I know it was a couple of years ago, but we left Egypt on a Thursday. That was the 15th of Nisan. As we read this past Shabbos, the directive was on the 10th of this day, we were to take the lamb, tie it to our bedpost. The lamb doesn't like being confined, and the lamb complained about it. And so throughout the community, the Egyptians heard the crying of the lamb, and they asked the Jews, what's going on here? And they said, we are going to slaughter the lamb. Now the lamb was their god. They worshiped the lamb. The fact that the Egyptians did not retaliate when they heard that the Jewish people were going to slaughter their god, wow, that was a miracle. Next, the rabbis teach us as we say in Hodu, which is called Halel Hagodo, Hodu Lashem Kitov, Kiliolam Chazdo, in Halel Hagodo, we say Lemake Mitzrayim Bivchorehem. Now, what does that mean? It means that Moshe told Paro. After the ninth plague of darkness, one more, and we're out of here. One more, which is that God will kill out the firstborn of Mitzrayim. Now, Moshe's track record until now was quite good. While he didn't give a warning for each of the plagues, but every time he did warn, it came through. So, pretty much, we can give him an A, Nine out of nine, watch. Now that he predicts the tenth one, uh-oh, the Bechorim of Mitzrayim, the firstborn of Egypt, rallied before Paro. And the Egyptians said to Paro, let them go. And Paro said to his own people, no. And so there was a bloody civil war on the 10th day of Nisan when the firstborn fought with Paro and that's what that line means that Maki Mitzrayim God punished and smote the Egyptians Bivchorehem through and with their firstborn that the firstborn came and those who weren't killed in that civil war, they were killed on the night of the 15th, the night of our, quote, exodus. That took place. 
on the Shabbos, the 10th of Nisan. And it's not the day, but it is the Shabbos that's highlighted. And finally, the custom in Israel is that the Rav in each synagogue gives a drasha on this day, reviewing the laws of Pesach and going through some of the halacha and hashkafa of the forthcoming Yom Tov. I'd like to therefore uh, begin by questioning one halacha that we're all familiar with. In Simon Tofayin Zion, chapter 477 in Shulchan Aruch, we're taught that after the meal, we eat from the Matzah Shmura, right? A Kazayas for each one. Zechel Pesach, a reminder of the Korban Pesach. This is the Afikoman that's eaten ala sova. It's eaten um, when one is satiated. Yochleno Seba, you eat it leaning to the left. Lo Yevorechalov, you don't make a bracha on the Afikoman. And says the Machaber, Vyezohir, be careful everybody, Lochlo, to eat it, Kodem Chatzos, to eat it before mid the night. In the New York area, mid the night, please God, next Friday night is approximately five minutes to one, 12.55 a.m. So you should try to make sure that you eat the Afikoman by that time. I'd like to ask a very simple question. Why? What is it about mid the night? So the Mishnah Brewer writes, Shekivon Pesach, since the Afikoman is a remembrance of the Korban Pesach, you should eat it at a time of the Pesach. And the Pesach was not eaten but till Chatzos. It was not eaten. We follow the opinion of Rabbi Elizabeth Azariah. And I'd like to ask one question. Why? What is there about Chatzos, about mid the night, that we is so special, that we ought to finish our Afikoman by Chatzos? And I'd like to suggest the following beautiful answer. And that is that the Zohar calls Matzah what does that mean? The matzah is called the bread of faith. Why so? So I'd like all of us to go back in history to the very first Pesach Seder. You're coming in 9 o'clock at night and you see family sitting around the table celebrating. And you ask them, what are you celebrating? Now listen carefully. All of us have been to celebrations. The baby was just circumcised. We celebrate the circumcision with the Sudas Mitzvah. The Chassam put the ring on the Kala's finger. Something happened and we celebrate that occurrence. In Mitzrayim, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, when they were eating their Korban Pesach, 
they were eating the matzah, they were eating the moror, what had happened? And the answer is absolutely nothing. So I ask you, what were they celebrating? And the answer is they were celebrating emuna. They were celebrating faith. Masa is called the bread of faith. Not only because Lechtech Acharai Bamidbar, we went after God into the desert without provisions, etc. But the very celebration in Mitzrayim was a celebration of Emuna, was a celebration of faith. What a beautiful idea. And this is that just as we find in the Torah, at the end of chapter 15 in Bereshis, right after the bris bain hapsorim, so Hashem, who made this covenant with Avraham, Hashem, the Torah tells us the following powerful verse. At the end of chapter 15, Torah says Bayomahu on that day Koras Hashem is Avram Brisley Moore. Hashem entered a covenant with Abraham saying Lizarachon Sati Hazos to your children I have given this land. And Rashi says, What do you mean I have given? Avram does not have any child yet. What's this Lizarachon Sati? To your children I have given. Listen to these powerful words. God's word that I will give it to you. The Medrash says it's as if it's happened already. So here too they celebrated as if it happened. And this is clearly what we celebrate each and every year. On the night of the Pesach Seder, we celebrate Emuna. We celebrate the clarity. At the beginning of Pasha's bow, the Torah says that what will be in the future, that we are to give over the very beginning of Pasha's bow. Lamantis Sapir, that we shall relate. To your children and grandchildren, so the Pashib shot is how I made sport and played in Egypt, God says. But I saw beautifully in Derech Pikudecha by the B'nai Sascha, he learns his Salalti, I made clear in Mitzrayim. What? Through the wonders and plagues that I brought, the Adatim Kiani Hashem. We got to know the essence of God. And the very interesting, the Derech Pikudech quotes in the name of the Maram Chagiz that you find in the experience of the Geula, all 13 Ikore Emuna. 
One of the 13 Ikorei Amuna is not only, we saw that there's a God, because only, and that he's in total control. Because the same cup, the Jew drank water. And that's from that same cup, an Egyptian drank blood. But as we find within the Haggadah, next Friday night, we cried to God, and God listened to us, which he says verifies the fifth of the Ikorea Muna. Only to Hashem should we pray. So too you have in the experience of Yetzias Mitzrayim all 13 Animamin Ikorea Muna. So, what we find is that interestingly, we split the Halil. Why are we splitting the Halil? You're hungry? Wait a few more minutes. Let's say the whole Halil. And the answer is no. We say the first two paragraphs, because the first two paragraphs explains the Abarbanel, refer to Yitzias Mitzrayim. As the second paragraph goes, it says, Yisrael mi Mitzrayim, that's it. We then say the bracha of Asher Go'alanu. As you redeemed us, please God, so too in the future. Then we sit down to eat, and we have matzah, moror, korech, the su'uda. We bench, and now what? Now says the Abarbanel, our focus with the halil of the second part, starting with lolanu, is all future-oriented. And what does that mean? I was always troubled by Shvocha Moscha. We just finished our meal, and what do we say? Hashem, pour out your wrath against those nations who Lo who do not recognize you, and Mamlochos, those kingdoms that don't recognize you because unfortunately they have devoured Yaakov, destroyed your habitation, the Beis Amigdash. What's going on here? And the answer is on several folds. Number one, we are living proof that when God came to Moshe at the burning bush and he said to Moshe, you're my man, take them out. And Moshe says to Hashem, wait a minute, when they ask me who you are, what's your name, what should I tell them? Moshe, Hashem says, Eke Asher Eke, tell them, I will be them with them now, and I will be with them in future Golios, in future exiles. Moshe said, wait a minute, that might be too much for them to handle. Hashem said, okay, tell them Eke. But the idea is, from the very beginning, Hashem not only told them about this exile of Egypt, but future exiles. Just as we had perfect faith and celebrated before it happened in, in Egypt, so too, my friends, the second part of the Seder after the meal, we are celebrating with perfect faith that there will be the Gula Hasidah. And therefore, Shvocha Mascha, teach them the same way that you taught Paro, that there is a God in this world. Teach the other nations as well. Very quickly, go and you'll see what Mark Twain wrote about the Jews. He didn't like the Jews. 
as an understatement. But the bottom line is he admits that he's the eternal nation. He doesn't know how, what, why. He should have, and the rest of the world as well, that marvels as to what comes out of Israel. What is this? And we know the answer is, as we quoted before from the Navi Malachi, Zichru Toras Moshe Avdi realizes a God who gave seven mitzvos to the rest of the world. If only they would keep them, it would be a different world. So history repeats itself. And that's what we're saying, Shvocha Moscha, punish them as you punished Paro. And finally, part of the future Geula, of the future redemption, is not only that the Jewish people will recognize Hashem, but every day when we say, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echod, if you look in the Rashi on that verse in Parshas Eschanan, Rashi says, Hashem Shuelokeinu Ata, with an ayin, God who is our God, God of Israel, Velo Elohei Umos, and not yet the God of the other nations, who Osid in the future, Leos Hashem Echod. He's going to be in the future the God of all mankind. Shenemar, Ki Oz in the future, Epoch El Amim, Sofa Veruro, the Krokula Meshem Hashem. Quoting from the Navit Svanya, chapter 3, verse 9. And Venemar, as we conclude every prayer service, Bayomahu Yer Hashem Echad Ushmo Echad, the entire world. And so the end of the Seder tells us that as we had perfect faith, the matzah in Mitzrayim, so too the Afikoman is to give us that perfect faith that there will be a Geula Shlema, an Imamim Bemuna Shlema, Bevias HaMashiach, that the Mashiach definitely will come. Not a my, maybe, yes, maybe, no, not. One last thing, Visechazena, when we pray, Eneinu, he will be coming back, Bishuvchal Sion, Berachamim, Underline that word, say it a little slower, daven that it should be with Rachamim. We're living in very challenging times today. Needless to say, we are getting each day, not just simply because it's a day on the calendar, but we see what's going on in the world, turbulence in this world. We're getting closer to the coming of Mashiach. But let it be, please God, Berachamim. It started with Emunah, it ends with Emunah. I pray that all of us will be able to connect with Emuna on the night of the Pesach Seder. Shabbat Shalom to all.